Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. All right, welcome to The Sell Better Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about how to automate prospecting research with AI. Um, I'm super excited for this show. We've had it on the books for a couple of months now. It's been one that I've really been looking forward to. Um, so we're going to get started in just a moment while we're waiting for people to jump in. But let us know in the chat where you're calling in from. Uh, as well, while you're in the chat, um, change your settings to everyone, not just hosts and panelists. That way we can all see your questions and comments. Um, Robert, while we're waiting for people to jump in, um, I'm curious because you've done a lot with AI, particularly for sales. What do you think is the most powerful application of AI? Is it messaging? Is it list building, research, uh, call recording? Where do you see the biggest impact when it comes to AI? I think it's, uh, by the way, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. So I think it's big one is actually list building because uh, I, I think if you have uh, a lot of control there, you can, based on that, personalize targeting, everything you can do there. And from there, if you have a good list, you can score good results. I, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think list building is the most impactful part for me. Cool. All right, guys. Um, let us know in the chat too. What is the number one way that you're using AI in your sales process? Is it list building, messaging, et cetera? Uh, I'm really curious to hear where you guys are using AI in your process. All right, so we're going to jump right in. Today's speakers, my name is Jed Marley. I'm the founder over at Practical Prospecting. I'm also a regular host here at Sell Better. Um, and I'm here with Robert Goncheres. He is the head of growth and co-founder at Baseloop. Um, definitely check out his LinkedIn and Baseloop. Baseloop is doing really cool things with AI and list building, which is why he's so uh, experienced to talk about this topic. Uh, he made a couple like really viral posts a couple months ago about his process for using AI. And so I went and hunted him down and I said, Robert, we got to get you on a call, man. Uh, and finally, here we are. Uh, he made me wait a few months, but we still got him. So I'm super excited. Uh, guys, this is going to be a show that I highly recommend you grab the recording for. You will be able to access it uh, through the website on sellbetter.xyz. Um, you can actually access all the recordings as well as the future shows and check out the YouTube channel as well. I've been actually posting a bunch of videos on the Sell Better YouTube channel, uh, kind of breaking down my step-by-step outbound process. But for today's topic, like I do want to give you all a heads up. This is a really powerful thing that Robert's going to be sharing. It may be a little bit complicated compared to what we might normally show. However, it's absolutely doable. These are things you can do for free or very inexpensive. And so um, additionally, once you grab the recording, we're also going to share a step-by-step document that Robert has created so that you have pretty much all the tools you need to uh, duplicate this process for yourself. Um, I want to say thank you to our partner, Magical, for making these shows possible. Um, I'm genuinely super happy that Magical is sponsoring today's show. It's a Chrome extension that I've been using for the last couple months. It's completely free. We're going to drop a link in the chat. Definitely check it out. It helps save salespeople time in two specific ways, at least for me. The first one is text expansion, so you don't have to constantly rewrite the same templates. And the second one is list scraping. So if you're on LinkedIn, you want to scrape a big list, you can use Magical to do that for free. So definitely check out Magical. Again, it's a free Chrome extension. Um, and we're going to jump right in. So just to give you guys a heads up on what we're going to talk about, we're going to have Robert kind of share his whole process and then he's about to screen share. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is essentially how to automate your research and look for signals using AI. Then we're going to talk about how Robert then takes those accounts and finds key decision makers and contacts there. And then finally, my favorite part, which is really interesting, how to write personalized messaging with the click of a button and scale these uh, super effective AI campaigns. Um, uh, one more thing before we do jump in, if you guys see the Q&A bo- box at the bottom of the Zoom bar, please put all of your questions in there. I'm sure a lot of you will have questions because this is a detailed topic. We're probably going to spend around the last 10 minutes of today's show answering y'all's questions. If you put them in the chat, they might get buried. But if you put them in the Q&A, 
um, that's where we're going to be able to answer those questions. So, uh, Robert, I'm going to give the floor to you. Uh, let's start with uh, kind of like the beginning of your process. So if you want to go ahead and screen share or just get us started on what this looks like, uh, we can go straight from there. Yeah, sure. No problem. So basically what we do is actually we actually create a per use case uh, end-to-end workflows that we always start with account base. So I will start uh, sharing the main screen. So, so let's do it. Okay. So now I... Do you see guys my screen? Yeah, we're seeing your screen. Okay, nice, nice. So for each use case, we create a separate workflow automation. So this automation I will give you for you guys, so you can actually use it. So everything, how it's everything done is actually just in this guide. So Jets will uh, send it to you so that you can actually implement everything by yourself. And actually, actually so we work very very easy. So what you need to do is actually drop the LinkedIn URL in this uh, uh, table. And uh, after it is done, what you need to do is actually just not need to uh, create, to start, to click on this button, run a workflow, and it will launch a workflow, uh, a waterflow arrangement. Waterflow is actually uh, a multiple workflow in one big one, so that in this, in this use case, we'll, we will start first for enriching the companies. After that, we will look for companies' names. In this many case, I will look for the companies that just launch a, uh, a launch a new feature of product, but you can actually change it to say if the company is uh, raising funds or hiring or moving to new office. After it's done, you can actually it will actually find, uh, check if this company are hiring for sales. In my case, but in your case, you can actually change it to a uh, marketers or some other titles. And if it's done, you can actually it will actually automatically find the right people. In my case, I already set here some head of sales, sales director as their team lead, CEO of sales managers. But it's a very customable, so you can actually change it. So, Robert, I want to ask you about the signals here. So, just to give everyone perspective, you're doing this in Airtable, right? This is uh, Airtable is a free tool, at least for the plan you have here. Um, you're building this in Airtable, um, and the initial thing you're doing, if you go back to that second page, you're uploading a list of accounts, correct? Yep. And then from that list of accounts, you're looking for a select group of signals. Um, for the folks, and, and let me know, I see everybody on this call. Um, let me know in the chat, are you using signals like the ones Robert mentioned? Are they hiring sales reps? Do they have a recent feature launch? Are you using signals in your sales process? Drop a yes if you are and no if you aren't. Um, and Robert, for those who maybe aren't familiar with what these kind of prospecting signals are, can you kind of explain what that is uh, and why it's so important? Yeah, sure. So signals is actually a reason why you're contacting a prospect. And uh, you also shared a good post last week about if you have, you also said in the video, so if you know the signal, it's also very easy to write an email. So if you have, if you know the signal, so like say if, if this company is hiring, it means that they are scaling or they have some kind of challenging and they are hiring extra specific job, job titles. So you can just use this as signal. It's very easy to personalize. It's very easy to ask the right question and to nail the value proposition based on this segment. Okay, gotcha. And just for the context of everyone on this call as well, Robert's team is running uh, outbound campaigns for you know dozens of clients. How do you come up with signals for all these clients you're working with? Like, where do the ideas come from um, to to come up with these signals? Because I've always found that's a, that's a difficult part. Uh, but where do you like to start with that? It's a very great question. I never. Answer you with uh, credit, credits to Jordan Crawford. So I actually took him prompt. So he also already shared into LinkedIn. So kind of prompts that we can actually 
put the company website uh, solutions, and based on that, you can generate some uh, signals. But I adjusted a little bit based on my use case, and based on that, I actually based on a lot of signals, and also I check in the market if they are available. Nice. So it's a ChatGPT prompt. You're saying here's the company name. I think I've seen that prompt from Jordan as well. It's essentially putting it in and saying like, hey, based on this company description, what are some signals I can use to reach out to accounts at the perfect timing? Um, yeah, I love that. I've used ChatGPT as well for for coming up with signals. Um, right. It's awesome. Yeah, Robert, feel free to continue off the process here. I just wanted to clarify some of those. So I think that's you know really interesting things to cover. Okay, no problem. So for this case, it's, uh, what I need to do is just actually I will click just this workflow. So it is actually uh, it work based on click. But uh, if you all upgrade your Airtable or just adjust it to NAN because it's work based on NAN, you can actually set a trigger that will run every day or every week or every, mo- every month. So for this video, for this workflow, it just it just works based on this button, on the click of the button. So now I will switch to back to companies and you will also see in real time how this populates. So it needs to take a little bit of time because it's called real time and, and scrape everything that is available on the web. So, and just for context here, so you're using Airtable to basically as the interface for this. And then you mentioned you're using NAN as the tool in the back end that's connected to Airtable. Um, can you explain what NAN is to the folks that's called who are familiar? Yeah, sure, no problem. So, I think you guys are very familiar with Zapier. So Zapier is very uh, easy tool uh, that you can actually automate end-to-end process. But NAN is more like a Zapier on steroids. So you, you can actually can actually build everything that you need. So this is actually the uh, screenshot of the NAN that it's using based on Airtable. And uh, what do is NAN is actually take the data from uh, Airtable, go to the API of a base loop, and also uh, ChatGPT, and uh, student actually doing the job. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so in, I, I love the way you describe it. NAN is Zapier on steroids. <clears throat> um, it's uh, I know they have a free plan. I think they also have a paid plan. Uh, I mean, obviously, they have a paid plan, but from what I experienced, you can get a lot done with the free plan as well. Um, NAN looks a little bit complicated, but with your guide specifically, it actually is pretty relatively simple to connect it. It's just basically a way to automate that you know, list scraping and signal research. And, uh, you know, from what you're doing, you're connecting it to air tables to make it much simpler. Um, so yeah, I like it. Let's, let's continue on with the process. Appreciate you clarifying that. No problem. So the company is already reached and now it's actually looking for the signals. So you can now see it's actually that this company localizes actually just launch a new feature or product with integrating SAP. So, and also they're looking now for the hiring of SDRs. So you can see here that they are populating it. And I think the uh, for people looking is still in progress because it's actually first reaching companies, finding signals, and then it's going to on, on LinkedIn and also find the right people. So when nice. it's done, I can share some results based on signals, how it's everything working so that it can give some uh, proof of concept how it's actually working. So yeah, uh, well, I actually have one real quick question, Robert, because somebody, uh, Aaron Dillon asked, and I'm sure I've heard this a lot too. I know ChatGPT, people aren't able to use that um, at every organization. Uh, they asked, can this work with Microsoft or Copilot because uh, his organization blocked ChatGPT? Uh, I honestly, it's also a good question. I don't have this experience, but if they, so it's actually working based on the API of, of OpenAI. So 
if there, if there is a, some kind of API that you can actually connect, mainly, I think it will be possible for that. But yeah, uh, I would assume it is. Yeah. So now it's actually in people's. Yeah, absolutely. So right now you've now automated finding the contacts of that company. And how does that part work specifically? Is it another kind of AI call to say, look for people that fit this specific job description? Uh, it's uh, more, so uh, AI, we, we use more AI for uh, looking for signals, but finding sure. the right people at that moment is just only a database. We're using LinkedIn. So we go, it's closely, there is an AI system that goes on LinkedIn and it's looking for the uh, people listening to specific companies because LinkedIn, like you know, uh, as you know, is the most uh, uh, refreshed and uncovered database in the world. Nice. Awesome, man. And then now that you have, so just to kind of recap everything here, you've uploaded a list of companies and obviously this is only 11 accounts. I'm sure you do this with a much larger list, but you've now identified a couple relevant signals. So companies that have a, uh, a new product launch and they're hiring in this case for STRs, you've identified contacts. What is the next step from here? Are you finding email data, phone number data? What, where does it go from there? Um, normally, baby, I use our also Waterflow API automation to find emails. So I combine multiple um, data, data provider to find emails. So in this case, I will show any emails because like like privacy for people. But uh, sure. the signal is done, it's identified. I just... Uh, write the personalization and after it's done it will be uh, go to the sequencing that's like uh, LinkedIn automation and also emails LinkedIn goes in only for people that I don't have the email you can combine a lot of that data but some kind of data you can find it so 20, 20% it will be impossible to find so for this batch it will go to LinkedIn and another batch that the emails will go to the cold emails gotcha okay so you're pushing right from there um, and talk to us about, uh, and I don't want to break up your process. Feel free to, 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 you know, go through step-by-step as it makes sense for you. But the personalization here, um, I like this a lot. Talk to us about how the personalization works and um, what's actually going on behind the scenes. Okay, no problem. So personalization, like uh, I don't use, uh, I don't generate a whole email because I, if you will generate a whole email, you don't have control. We don't know what will be the end result. So what I like to do is to use just snippets. And the snippets, how I do is actually based on signals. Some signals, you can actually take the context, like move into new office. So in that case, I can take the context of that, location, venue, what's happened, and maybe also address, and can say, hey, it's out that you are moving to this office. And then I just, I put a problem based on this signal and this wallet proposition that I actually am selling. And then I actually use, a, like Eric also uses so I, I I ask a question, do you have something in place to to solve this problem? And after that, I just value proposition that uh, it's actually static, so I don't really personalize this with AI and just the call to action. So personalization with me is actually only the things that I can control. No, I love that. And I, I want to double down on what you just said there, Robert, because I think that is um, the most important part when it comes to cold emails, especially now in 2024. Uh, what you're talking about is starting with a signal. So let's use the the example, a common signal is like a recent merger and acquisition, right? From that signal, you then identify a problem that you think might be happening as a result of that signal. So if there's a merger in an ac- or an acquisition, for example, a big problem might be consolidating tech stack, um, consolidating processes, just integration of both teams. And so that's the problem you mentioned. 
But then you also mentioned poking the bear. So poking the bear is kind of like you have this problem hypothesis and now you're asking a question around, hey, how are you getting this problem solved? It's poking the bear. It's a, it's a pointed and relevant question around a problem that you think they have. So it might be something like, hey, do you have any uh, uh, you know, systems or processes in place for how you plan to integrate these, these organizations, right? That's not the best example, but just to kind of give something uh, for the viewers listening of, of what that could sound like. So I love that. It's no surprise you're getting good results in your campaigns. Anything else to cover as it uh, was relates to personalization or is that piece pretty much it? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, uh, so. So, like I said, the, the personalization that I use is actually based on the data source that I can have control. So, if you, you can actually personalize based on company description, and you can uh, do a lot because you know that up, uh, up front that every company it, it has some kind of uh, company description or just the website. So, because you are sure about this data and it's also scalable data, you can go further and maybe personalize a little bit more. I will show you a campaign that I run based on that. But if you are using some kind of uh, of signals like merging acquisition, you can take some context from there. You can say, hey, I saw that you're merged with this company, this company, this day. So, you can just take this. But he, like uh, as you know, you can uh, just on the person personalize because each information about the signal is different for companies. So it's not standardized. You can have some some uh, AI that can actually write a hundred percent personalization. So basically, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I do want to jump into that. We actually had a really good question from Simon in the chat here that I think is really relevant to this. Um, Simon asked, "Are you only reaching out to accounts where you have found a signal and have personalization?" I guess, in other words, if you don't find one of those signals on an account, are you not reaching out to them or is it just a more generic email? This is a very good question. And I can show also some kind of based on my results and also see the disadvantages to use signals. So, sure. I, sh- short answer is yes. So, I only use signals. But if I'm not happy with the volume that I can get in the market, I go a little bit deeper and I use not signals, but like research based on something that I can also use to write a logical cold email. So maybe I'll give you one example. Yeah. So campaign. It's actually based on the scoring. So what I did is actually I contacting contact people that they are selling to the job title that they are highly active on LinkedIn. So what I did is actually I use AI to to uh, to research the job title that are uh, that they are selling. Also, I took the company description, put together with, with uh, the job title, and asked ChatGPT, "What is the scoring? How how likely is this uh, job title are active on LinkedIn?" And I take uh, scoring between one to five, and everything what was under the four, I just deleted, and I only use four and five. And this is actually mm. so I I got a lot of volume based on that, and also good result because I was for sure uh, that the Target that the will target the audience use uh, selling to job title that are active on LinkedIn. So this is actually one use case that I didn't use anything about, but more like research. That's super interesting. Was this selling your own service? Was this for base loop or is yeah. it on behalf of somebody else? Okay, so just to clarify, no, I love that. So what you're doing is you're using ChatGPT and AI to say, look at this job description. Tell me who their ICP is. If their ICP oh, is an active sorry. company description, yeah. Yeah, tell me who their ICP is and then rank that ICP based on how active they are on LinkedIn to then sell my service. So that's that's a really good example. I, I imagine you 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 can't share the actual email templates of this one. I no worries, again. no problem. <laughs> because it's mine. Another one I can share because it, but the the 
big minus is actually that it's in Dutch. It's not in English. Oh, gotcha. No worries. But um, they can translate it because if you are, if you have thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. If you want to give us a quick chance, I'm really curious because, guys, I don't know if you saw, he's getting a 10% reply rate out of 2,500 uh, email sent. Um, and it looks like it's completely automated. So anytime I see that, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what's going on under the hood. But main thing on cold email is actually that you are using logical, uh, that you are very logical in the, what you are saying. So in this case, it's actually, I use, I use like, Hey, I saw that you are helping this job title with that. And then I, I used here the word, do you use a cold emailing to reach out to these people? But in other campaign, I use, do you use a LinkedIn sales navigator to reach these people? And because mm-hmm. I know that their audience are active on LinkedIn, I can't ask this question because they will be active on LinkedIn. Then I just drop my, uh, my value proposition, a use case. So a social proof here in Belgium. And then actually I created, like I said, a lead magnet and some pretty new thing on LinkedIn, new trend to say, hey, if you are interested in this, just answer with yes, I will give you a, a coupon with just free emails. And I get this result. Love it. And then what is the PS there? Because we've talked a lot about using a PS and cold emails here on the Sell Better Show. Um, is, and I'm always it, curious. It is um, the deadline, where is the coupon ended and the uh, number limited. <laughs> So it's lucky, like Mike, Alex Ramosi, think. <laughs> love it, love it. A um, couple things I want to cover. So Maria, yes, this is using Smartly.ai, uh, which is a paid cold email tool. It's pretty inexpensive, though. Um, really helpful for this sort of stuff. I want to throw up a poll here, though, because I'm really curious um, for everybody on this call. Uh, we've talked a lot about AI so far. Um, how often are y'all using AI in your daily sales process? Is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Are you never using AI? Uh, really curious to hear how often you guys are actually using AI in your process. Um, let us know in the chat. We're going to throw up a poll and you can answer there. Um, Robert, I imagine you're obviously using AI every single day, given this process here. Awesome, man. Um, cool. Take us through uh, some more steps of the process. I know you got some other campaigns to share. Um, anything else uh, on this or should we move on to the next step? Yeah, maybe one thing that I also mentioned about disadvantage to signals. The big disadvantage of using signals is, is actually that you don't have a lot of volume. So because you are using signals, your volume is actually are dropping. And some campaigns with very good signals, very good conversion, I only can find 20, 30 <laughs> leads. So I can generate a lot of uh, emails, a lot of uh, meetings, but because the volume is high and it's very low, you can actually use it in a high scale without automations. So this is actually a very good example of uh, one campaign. This actually target a campaign a company that just hired their first sales rep, and I actually mentioned their name, job title, and based on that, I can actually try to to convert anything. Yeah, no, I like this. I think that's something that everybody should be aware of as well. If you're doing, if you're used to doing super high volume cold email uh, campaigns and you want to switch to using highly relevant signals, that is a sacrifice you will have to make, which is much lower volume. However, I think it's very much worth it because we've seen the ink, like the insane increase in email volume across, you know, all channels, all industries. And so if you're that person who's taking a lower volume approach, who's more personalized with the signals they're reaching out to, obviously it works in this example. You have a 31% reply rate, which is unheard of in most cases. Um, so this is really good, man. I like it. Yeah, shit. So absolutely. You know. Um yeah, so anything else to cover on the campaigns here or anything we missed on the uh, the Airtable workflow for how you're automating the, the prospect research? 
Uh, mainly, I didn't actually miss. I think I actually shot everything that I what I can. Maybe I can give away some things. Actually, no matter how good you are uh, messaging list and mess and messaging everything like that, if your mail deliverability is not good, <laughs> nothing else matters. <laughs> so, uh, what I can say is actually that if you can, if you have a good email deliverability, it's not uh, maybe a, a requirement of something like that. You can also you can always have some results, unless um, if you are also don't use any signals, any personalization, everything. If you have a very good uh, targeting and deliverability, you will have some results. Yeah, so you're saying targeting and deliverability are the most important parts out of all the campaigns that you ran. Yeah, so I will put to the on the first uh, priority priority number one is actually deliverability. If because if you don't have it very good, then uh, nothing else matters because you will send a very good emails, you will use high, high quality signals, but if, if people will never see an email, then never, no one will reply. Because replies, for me, it's not a very big problem because I know yeah, I have very good reliability and uh, it's always working. But last year, I didn't do a lot of that and I saw that uh, this one is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, one thing I'm curious, we had a question here. I was also curious about this as well, is that in the beginning of this process, you start with a list of LinkedIn companies. Uh, where are you grabbing that list from in the first place? Is that, are you using AI to come up with the initial list of companies? Um, are you using Sales Navigator maybe? Where does that initial list of uh, LinkedIn URLs for the accounts you want to go after start with? Okay, very good question. So for uh, this for this case, actually, I use my own tool. So I can go to Sales Navigator and actually uh, export this company list. But you can also use Apollo. From Apollo, you can also export a large amount of LinkedIn. What you need actually, what you need actually is actually only LinkedIn public companies available. So if you have this, you can just import into Airtable and the workflow will do the work. Love it, man. Cool. Well, look, this is a. I, I know we shared this at the beginning of the call that this is going to be um, a little bit more complex than like the usual things we're covering. Uh, we're going to share uh, Robert's document at the end of this call so everybody can go through it. Um, but Robert, just to give people perspective. Um, can you kind of like list out the tools that are needed to put this together and roughly how much time it would take to kind of, you know, put this whole thing together from scratch? Yeah, sure. So uh, the tools that we will need, is actually, you can also find the guide. So it's actually a base loop because it's actually the APIs that you can have here. So there are the developer corner. You can go come here. So you always have uh, three credits. So it's no problems with that. And uh, these these are the tools. These are the APIs that I'm using for the uh, work to be paid with um, the Airtable. So base loop Airtable. Airtable is free. NAN is also can also have a free trial of 30 days. But if you have uh, developer resources, you can actually put on your server, and it's all it will be free because we are using it on our server, and uh, we can scale, and it's just free, so you don't pay anything for that. And OpenAI API. So I will highly recommend to have all the, uh, this one because without this, I think in, it's actually the superpower that it gives for you to do a lot of jobs in a small team. <laughs> Love it. And, and you need to use... Oh, sorry. Continue. Go ahead. No, well, uh, I was planning to say that uh, the workflow you know, to, to, to put everything together, I think it's three hours of something like that. Between one and three hours. Yeah. I mean, time well spent. And just for perspective on everyone, this as well, um, I've put together these types of tables, these sort of things before. 
Uh, it's it's definitely um, a little bit tricky at first, but a guy, I didn't have a guide like this. I was watching YouTube videos and asking friends and trying to figure it out on my own. Uh, I've been able to kind of piece my way around some of these tools, but a guide like this would have been super helpful. It's definitely worth a couple of hours to put something together like this, the investment as well, which is relatively small, um, depending on how big your lists are. One thing I was curious about on the investment side of things, when it comes to chat GBT, can you do this using the free plan or do you need the 4.0? Uh it's actually not the ChatGPT chat, but it's actually the API that we charge now. Yeah, it's actually the API for that. Well, uh, maybe a little bit shape. So you probably sure. are familiar with uh, this one? A little bit. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> Very familiar thing. But actually, you will need to have this. So where you can actually yeah. create uh, APIs and then just use it. Love it, man. Cool. Well, we just dropped the doc in the chat for everybody there. Uh, make sure to grab that. Everyone's also going to get the recording. Uh, let's move on to Q&A because I know there's a lot of questions here, even if it's not directly related to just this process. Um, Robert is a great mind when it comes to all things, you know, cold email, AI, et cetera. Um, so start putting your questions in the chat there. I want to answer one from Dawes who put his in the chat. Um, question on deliverability because you talked about this, Robert. Uh, do you track open rates or not? have seen that passing uh, tracking pixels impacts deliverability. So that's a big question that I see a lot is like, do you track in open rates or you're not tracking them? Um, what's your stance on that when it comes to deliverability? I actually don't track it. So I'm so obsessed with that that actually also don't track it on my marketing emails. <laughs> so I also uh, delete everything. So I just I just send plain emails and it just worked for me because if not spam folder, but it will be promotional or another uh, folder. But I like to be in the primary inbox, like Jesse said. <laughs> so if you always land there, then you will always have a response, or positive or negative. <laughs> Love it, man. Cool. We've got another question here. Uh, can this process be used in Notion as opposed to Airtable? Oh, that's a very good question. I didn't try it in Notion. I, have, I had some thoughts about it, but I didn't try it. So if you know how... If if you are very like I say a little bit technical, then you maybe you can copy paste into Notion. So, but this guy that I give it to you is based on base loop, but you can actually uh, implement into API files or another scraper if you are a little bit technical from start. Yeah, and you've even done this in Google Sheets, right? I think that was the initial uh, right. way I found you. Yeah, Google Sheets as well. Awesome. Um, so a couple questions we already answered here. Um, all right, so we got a good question from Zach. Is it possible to give it a list of ICP characteristics and get it to create a prospecting list for you? So instead of starting with accounts, can you say, hey, here are the, here are the ICP characteristics I'm looking for, and will it give you those accounts and contacts? Think uh, this works or no, because it's uh, it's custom-made in one way. But I can say that it's, yes, it's possible to create another workflow with that. You can train models. But like I said, AI is not so advanced that it can actually create a very high quality list because it will always always hallucinate, always give you a false information. So I would say best to use AI in things that you can have control and you have feeling that uh, about the answers that it will give you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll start with this as well, uh, Zach, um, because I. I'm sure many of you, many of you are familiar with or have used tools like Clay, for example, which is um, kind of a similar type of workflow. And when it comes to AI, what I like to do is grab accounts that fit my basic ICP criteria. So like location, company size, industry, et cetera, and then use AI to specifically find the signals because tools like Sales Navigator, um, Zoom Info, a bunch of tools out there, 
they do a good job of helping you filter down the basic account characteristics. But then AI is where it's going to take you to the next step of finding those signals. So where I've seen AI at right now, I definitely wouldn't use it to um, come up with a list completely from scratch, uh, but it is going to be super helpful when it comes to these uh, signals. Uh, We've got another good question from James here. Uh, Could you generate multiple prospects per account? If so, what's the cap? So like in your process, it looks like you're just pulling one contact per account. Are you prospecting multiple people at once? Is that possible with your workflow? Um, yes, it is possible. So in the guide, you will have this screenshot where you can actually select how many people at the company would you like to export. And the um, in finding people, it's not based on, uh, like I said, the priority. Just you, you can drop the job that they are looking this at the company. And if you will extract from, uh, people based on the number that you gave and also job title. So it's uh, also possible, yeah. Gotcha. Love it, man. Uh, we got another good question here. Please review. Uh, I'm going to skip to the bottom of their question. Will this process, will this work for prospects at small businesses? Um, that's actually something that I see a lot, which is that, you know, you see on LinkedIn, um, you know, webinars, sales content, a lot of best practices for how to reach out to maybe larger organizations. But when it comes to smaller businesses, it is a little bit harder to build uh, lists around them. Um, so what's your experience in general, Robert, when it comes to doing this for small businesses? Do you think it'll still work or do you have any general feedback there? And this small business, do you mean actually the audience that are not active on LinkedIn is more like uh, restaurants like this one or? Do you mean... um, yeah, I think I, I feel free to um, add more context to your question here. Uh, it looks like the name is H. Bonnie, um, but I assume they're talking about like smaller businesses, maybe like more mom and pop shops that aren't super active on LinkedIn, you know? Oh, okay. So in this case, it's a little bit exotic. Like in the name, this is an exotic database. So based on that, what you can do is actually use Google and uh, and uh, and uh, Google Maps for for that. This workflow that I create is just based on LinkedIn. So for the uh, this audience, and this in the case of small business, I would I recommend also Clay because they are have very good integration with Google Maps. So you can actually export from that there. But if you look for a more uh, cheaper one, you can go to Epify, and Epify also launch a new. Uh, Integration also with Google Maps that I that working is very that it's working very 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 good for that. Yeah, Clay has a really good Google Maps integration, and we got a question from Michael in the chat too, who asked me what's the name of the tool I use to find buying signals. I use Clay. I use Common Room. Um, I've done some variations of like spreadsheet mapping, like what Robert's showing us here. Um, but Clay is a really good introduction to that. They have like a free plan as well, so you can kind of get used to it and see if it works for you. Um, two more questions and then we're going to jump off here, guys. Um, but we got one from Amber, which is, do you have examples of chat GPT prompts that work well for this method? Do you have any uh, prompts handy that you want to share or is it kind of a case by case basis when it comes to these workflows? It's, it's mainly based by case. So yeah. it's, it's not that I think it's that with prompting with AI also that it's, it gives you flexibility. So if you can have one good prompt that you can always uh, use it. But also, it's, you can use only for one use case, like company description. If you are a company using description, you say, hey, I saw that you are helping this uh, target audience to do that. It's very good if you are if you are selling to marketeers, sales, maybe customer support. But if you are targeting maybe uh, HR manager, you can use this product because it's irrelevant for that. And like I said, it's best to use case by case. Gotcha. Cool. All right. One more question. This one comes from Tanner. Um, how are your reply rates for more saturated markets, for example, IT or maybe enterprise ICPs? So have you run campaigns for more, you know, some of these more saturated markets, larger companies, and have you seen any discrepancies there? Yes, sure. I actually running now a campaign for uh, 
enterprise marks. And uh, I, I can be con- very honest with you guys that uh, reply rate is not very high, like I showed to you, because enterprise is more like, I think, I strongly believe that automated outreach to enterprise is not a very good idea because you can use very, uh, AI very good, but if you are making a mistake there, then you will uh, burn your marks from there because the enterprise is very limited to mark. In other case, what you can do is actually create a such a workflow and just uh, send signals, send notification to the sales team, and sales team will take this in consideration. Will use this information to connect with the enterprise. Yeah, I'm on the same page um, when it comes to enterprise. Uh, specifically because a lot of times you only have a select number of accounts. You don't have like a wide open territory. Um, obviously, the number of accounts is smaller because they're larger companies. Um, I still use AI to automate the research for me, but then I'm manually reaching out. I'm using that to uh, you know map the accounts, reach out to a bunch of different people at one company, um, and just be more personalized with my outreach. But I'm still using AI to automate the research for me because but why not, right? And one of the best applications of that is using 10K, uh, uploading 10K reports to ChatGPT, for example, having it pull out the relevant information. It's a lot of interesting things you can do on the enterprise side of things. But yeah, don't expect the reply rates to be the exact same when it comes to like SMB, completely different ballgame. Uh, you're going to let yourself down if you have those expectations. Um, really good stuff. Robert, thank you so much for sharing this process and being generous enough to share your uh, document as well. I hope everybody grabs that document. It's in the chat. You'll also all get access to this recording. Just to recap everything we talked about, Robert shared his end-to-end process for how he takes a list of accounts identify signals. He talked about the importance of signals and how much that boosts your reply rates. As y'all saw, he had like anywhere from 10 to 30% plus reply rates. Uh, Then how to find key decision makers and then write personalized introductory messages. Um, His whole process is there. Uh, Go follow him on LinkedIn. Robert, anything else to share with the audience before we jump off? Yeah, sure. uh, I I would say that uh, be more relevant to people so that in this case you will receive you will help yourself and also the buyer absolutely awesome well thanks everyone for joining today we'll see you all tomorrow on the sell better daily show and have a good rest of your monday